Hello, I'm Tom Fraser, and this is the third segment of my interview with Chen Kaifeng, the managing director of the Economic Development Board in Singapore. Uh, Kai, I know that Singapore is doing some very interesting things to encourage startups, uh, you know, to develop incubators, uh, things at the university level um, and at different parts, in, and not just at the university level. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I think many countries uh, want to encourage the startup ecosystem and all that, uh, but we see it as uh, key, and we, we we like the startup culture. We like the ability to. We, we like the drive, the ability to innovate and execute, and we want that in our people. So it's not just about attracting startups here. but uh, So we have started to build that ecosystem. So we have Block 71. Uh, that's really you know, a couple of buildings as an incubator. Economists call it the world's most tightly packed entrepreneurial ecosystem. But we are going further. We are now saying, how can we uh, leverage on other tech startups uh, startup ecosystems in the world. And, and just to share, right, so we have now a Block 71 in San Francisco, we have a Block 71 in Jakarta, and we are expanding it in various countries. And so, so let me share with you a story, right? So when I was in uh, San Francisco, actually every year we send, I think for the last 15 years, we send 20 to 30 students from our universities to intern at startups in San Francisco and in Silicon Valley. And a lot of them get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. In fact, one of them came back and said, I'm going to start my own company. And he just started one called Carousel. It's a consumer-to-consumer app. So I can use it to sell my used handbags. I can sell my used computers, transact with a consumer. I think it's just done a Series C funding, and it's doing quite well. Uh, And we want more and more of these uh, companies there. And... uh, it's not just at the university level. We actually want to do it at all levels of our society. So uh, if you take the polytechnics, for example, I just met the uh, Nian Polytechnic uh, principal. He told me that he has a scheme now where he sends his students out to startups in Jakarta, in Vietnam, in Thailand, and he wants them to uh, you know, interact with the community. He wants to give them overseas exposure, see the possibilities in opening new markets, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I, I think one thing that is very key to developing a entrepreneurial culture is for people to see other people succeed. Exactly. When you see that, uh, yeah, it's they infectious. say, I can too, it's infectious, it becomes much more easier. Yeah. It's, it's a huge, huge point. Uh, the, the impact of digital disruption is something I know people in Singapore are talking a lot about at the moment. Um, a week ago, Education Minister Ong Ye Kong spoke about the newly released industrial transformation map for the financial services industry. Uh, as part of the industry transformation, he spoke about a couple of ambitious goals that have been set, including creating a net 4,000 new jobs annually in financial services and an additional 1,000 net jobs annually in fintech. Uh, part of the net job creation will be require retraining parts of Singapore's workforce. It's fascinating to me uh, that Singapore is setting a goal of job creation in in financial services and in a variety of other industries at a time when a number of companies in Europe and North America are making announcements about significant job cuts because of digital disruption. Uh, 
Could you talk a bit about Singapore's approach to addressing digital disruption from the perspective of job creation, continuing education, and the retraining of Singapore's workforce? Well, first of all, what you described in the financial sector, we are applying to 23 different sectors, covering about 80% of our economy. And then this industry transformation map, or ITM, is actually developed by governments, businesses, and unions. So workers are a key part of that, which is why you see the skills, which is why you see the upgrading uh, aspect. And in every one of these ITM, we know digital disruption is happening. And so one key component is we know certain jobs are going to get disrupted. You know, everyone's talking about the hollowing out of the middle jobs, so you're going to have very highly skilled jobs and high-touch jobs. And so we are looking ahead, and I think one good thing we have is that our unions are on board. And our unions are probably the best in the world because they are looking at the future. They themselves know if they don't upgrade, they're going to be disrupted. I just met uh, a couple of union leaders yesterday when we went to uh, the opening of Jabil Innovation Center. And I was very happy to know that uh, five months ago, the union leaders, on their own accord, visited Jabil Center in Chengdu to look at smart technologies, smart factories. And they, they, they came back and they shared their learnings with us about how workers there are no longer just using their hands. They've got to understand how to use computers. Some of them have to know how to program machines. And so they came back and said, we've got to do this for our own workers. And so in Singapore, we have uh, now rolled out many schemes in, in each sector on identifying what skills are needed and how are we going to train those workers for those skills. On top of that, we have uh, other schemes like the Professional Conversion Program, where we you know, help uh, our PMETs, professionals, managers. Because if you look at disruption, disruption is going to not just be at the blue-collar worker, but it's going to be at up to the white-collar worker. And so we have schemes to say, how can I help you train for jobs that are going to be uh, in demand? Some of that is in the financial sector. Some of that could be in cybersecurity. Some of that could be in uh, infocom and media. So these are very generous schemes. We pay, you know, we pay up to, I think, 50%, 60% of your uh, salaries. We, we fund 50 60% of your course fees. And it's just a concerted effort on the part of businesses and workers uh, to, to get workers into jobs. If workers just do it alone, they can't. They need businesses to create jobs and businesses to take ownership and say, I'm going to give this worker a chance. So that's the value of having all three parties together, government, uh, workers, and businesses. Very good. You've got to include everybody. That's right. Um, an impression... You know, again, from talking to a number of people around Singapore uh, for several weeks that I've, I'm taking away is that digital disruption, uh, it's coming at us a lot quicker than we expect, and it will impact us a lot quicker than we expect, I mean, both in government uh, as well as in business. Um, I'd like to make a point of making my podcast, you know, like my uh, – legal and business advice, very practical. Um, my clients and listeners are a practical, bottom-line, results-oriented group. Uh, if, for example, I'm a tech company based in New York or California, and I want to broaden my talent pool in Southeast Asia, uh, what do I do? How can the EDB help? I think the number one thing to do is to go to our website and... <laughs> 
That's www.edb.gov.sg. And uh, have a look there. We have uh, different schemes. We, we tell you why it's uh, advantageous for you to invest in Singapore. Uh, and we have uh, what we call the Singapore Welcome Centers. And corporate, Singapore Welcome Corporate Centers. And you get in touch with them. Our offices are there. Uh, we treat this extremely seriously. Uh, there is no wrong door. If, uh, if we find some opportunity for you or we think that you should be talking to another agency, we make the connections. Because we are hungry for your business. And more importantly, we think that uh, uh, we can find win-win solutions between companies and ourselves. Um, it is a good website. Uh, it's an attractive one. So. <laughs> Uh, and I, I will say too, I've I've spent some time in in your New York office, mm -hmm. and uh, I found that very uh, very helpful. Uh, finally, um, I, I got a sense from our conversation, you know, before we started recording this podcast, that you really really like your work. Uh, it's fascinating. It's cutting edge. It has impact. Uh, what are you excited about at the moment? What gets you up and running in the morning? Wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think the one thing that motivates me uh, is the mission of EDB, yeah. which is to create jobs, jobs, and jobs for Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. I have three children, and now they are now 11, 9, and 4. And if you read the newspapers and the media, you kind of get worried about whether they're going to have jobs in the future. I mean, people in the West are talking about universal basic income, how AI is going to uh, disrupt everyone from their jobs. And I think knowing that there are many Singaporeans like myself with children, and in Singapore we always have that uh, that drive. Now, what drives us is always how do we do things better for the next generation. It's the drive that started with our leaders. My grandmother came from China in search of a better life. She was completely uneducated, but uh, she worked away. Uh, she, you know, she she stayed uneducated, but you know she opened a small food store and brought up my dad. And my dad got educated, uh, at least when the education system got built up, he, he got his degree. He worked for the MNC, uh, Japanese MNC. And now I'm here in the civil service, and I think it's a story where every generation's life is better. Uh, the next generation is better. And I, I want that for my children, so that drives me, and that keeps me up at night. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really good, good for you. Uh, Kai, it's, uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you about economic development in Singapore. Uh, this is really fascinating. Uh, a lot of exciting things are happening in Singapore. Um, if you would like to learn more about how people in different parts of the world are building successful businesses and developing their economies, uh, let me suggest you visit my website, www.tlfraser.com. A selection of my newsletters and all of my podcasts are posted there. Thank you.